welcome to the Sharing Power podcast, a production of Flux Theatre Ensemble, where we explore what it means to lead together. My name is Corinna Schulenberg. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I use she, her pronouns. I am a middle-aged white trans woman with long strawberry blonde brownish hair. I am wearing a cute powder blue patterned shirt, and I am joining you from the lands of the Muncie Lenape and Canarsie in what is colonially known as Forest Hills, Queens. My name is Lori Parquet. I use she, her pronouns, and I am a Black woman with chocolate skin and shoulder length locks. And today I'm wearing a pink shirt, and I'm calling in from the land of Pahoma and the Chitimacha, known as colonially at least, New Orleans, Louisiana. So it's just the two of us today. We are missing our dear friend and beloved creative partner, Jason Sang. They're probably off doing some amazing artistic thing and they will be back for the next episode. So I will introduce us. Flux is led by our creative partnership. As creative partners or CPs, we practice shared leadership through consensus-based decision-making, collectively held resources and labor, and artistic collaboration. There are no, no fixed executive or artistic director positions. Instead, creative partners move in and out of those leadership roles depending on the project, with other CPs consenting to those temporary roles. In this way, the power of leadership is not fixed and exploitative, but rather relational and abundant a resource we all contribute to and draw from. All major decisions are made through a voting process within the creative partnership. And our core values are joy, collective care, consent and agency, rigor and release, and aesthetic of liberation. You can learn more about Flux Theater Ensemble at flextheater.org. That is theater with an R-E. And today, I will be your lead facilitator. And Corinna will be our lead responder and our lead listener. And that brings us to our guests. We have the founder and a member of PTP, Gang and Rena. Welcome to the Sharing Power podcast. I'd love it for y'all to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Gang PTP, transmitting live from Queens, but also land of the Muncie Lenape people, I believe. Cock people and and I believe also the Canarsie people, he him they pronouns, you know, PTP dad, <laughs> and God, yeah, pretty much, you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't even know man in man in 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 all green with blurry background, you know, a Carhartt vest hanging over the door <laughs> that sometimes pops in and out. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Rena. Tell us about yourself. Sure. My name is Rina Nekwe. She, her pronouns. I am an interdisciplinary artist, performer, healer, writer of things, <laughs> medicine maker, human. And I am located in the territories of the Lenape and Canarsie peoples and what we know as Brooklyn, New York, and what I look like, a visual description, <laughs> wearing a maroon do-rag <laughs> this Come morning, on. silky, Come okay, on. 
uh, also sporting the dark greens. This was not planned. Somehow we have a uniform. And yes, what else? A black woman with long braids that are overdone and need to come out, sharing a little too much. And I think that's about it. We are all smiles this morning, excited to talk with PTP, which is a visionary collective and record label. PTP, standing for Purple Tape Pedigree, Power Through the People, was established in 2009 as counter-industrial purveyors of weaponized media. PTP stands to create space for us all. That is the bio I have for you all. Is there anything y'all want to add to that? Did we miss anything? Protect the peace as well. It means protect, protect the peace, PTP. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, let's get right into it, friends. I would love to know. You know, one of the things that we do at Flux is we have a check-in. We like to like meet each other as human beings before we dive into the work. And so the check-in for today is what is bringing you joy right now? I will model this so that you can see that like joy can mean any number of things, right? So I'll start. What's bringing me joy today is I just landed back in in New Orleans. I'm a bit of a bit of a migrant artist these days. I'm I'm in this place and that place, but New Orleans is home. And so when I get here, it's usually not for long. But when I am here, it's just like everything. Everything is right. I sleep deeply. I dream lucidly. I breathe more freely and I'm around the people I love and I'm around the land that I love. So Nola is bringing me a lot of joy right now. I will toss it to Rena. What's bringing you joy? Hmm. That's a great question. I think even though a lot of, I do feel like I'm moving through a somewhat chaotic period in my life. The things that are bringing me joy is being able to connect with my family throughout all this. Uh, despite what is going on, I have felt like I've been able to, yeah, to be there for for them in this time. And yeah, we're able, we're getting time to spend, we're getting the opportunity to spend more time together as a result of what is going on. But it's not ideal, but the part of like getting to hang out with my parents <laughs> is nice because I realize that I don't really go back that often and it's not that far, but that, that has been actually really nice. I've, I think that that's some kind of the, the silver lining through everything that's occurring, but yeah, getting to kind of be around my parents more physically has been an, a, a bright spot and has brought me joy. I will also say my friends, but yeah, because just like seeing people or hearing from people is always so uplifting. So it's like friends and family are really bringing me joy now. I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. Brenna, what about you? What's bringing you joy? Well, earlier this week, Flex Theater Ensemble had our first like generative workshops for this thing we're calling the Portal Project, which will be some sort of performance experience where First, the performers and then the audience are in conversation with an alternate universe version of ourselves where the pandemic did not happen. 
<laughs> uh, and it is intended to be, you know, grief work for all the, you know, still largely unresolved grief that the pandemic has caused and is still causing. Um, and it was a really beautiful process in part because we had some newer to flux people that were collaborating with us, you know, and we always try to be like lead with our values and talk about how we work as a collective. And, you know, it was just beautiful to watch these younger folks like claim that we and really lean into the shared leadership like right away. I think maybe generationally, like, you know, those younger folks find that a little bit easier than like folks like me who grew up with like hierarchy, 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 you know? So I, I'm feeling really inspired and a lot of joy from those relationships, which are just beginning. Thanks, nice. The work in action. And what about you gang? What's bringing you joy today? I'd say the, well, not right now, apparently, but this when the sun, you know, spring is my spring is the season for me. So when that, uh, you know, when the when the weather is when it's like 50 some odd degrees in the morning. But, yeah, it's like you could still almost get away with calling it 60 some odd. Like it feels warm because the sun is out and hitting you versus like the nighttime 50 where it's like, OK, like you need you need some layers for that walking around in the park taking advantage of that, like taking breaks and, and and heading to Astoria Park with my partner and my dog Booster. That's been dumb fun. And like, you know, yeah, that's just been like a, a thing that's uh, thankfully has been happening quite, quite frequently. And then, you know, watching X-Files and having my having my cat on my lap. That's 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 also another vibe that I've, I've really been into and boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Like respect, you know, like, like putting, putting those, putting those to work and like reminding oneself of, of, of where, where those things sort of rest, you know? So, cause you know, things can get taxing, especially mm. in, 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 I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, anywhere really. So I'm not even going to say just in New York or whatever, obviously, or in like a city, a fast city like New York, but like, yeah, you know, the speed of life here is is different. And, you know, when you come across a lot of different folks or whatever, you know, it's important to like know where you're at. Yes, joy in springtime and boundaries. Come on now. Love Word. it. Love it. There's a phrase that is ringing in my mind, a phrase that lives in PTP's Bayou. Bayou? Ooh, child. I'm happy to be in New Orleans, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's where we're at this morning, y'all. There's a phrase in PTP's bio that is ringing in my mind. And that phrase is counter-industrial purveyors of weaponized media. And that really makes me want to know more about who I'm in this Zoom room with chatting to, right? So I would love to know a bit about your origin story. Like, how did how did PTP come about? How did y'all decide to work as a collective why well, how did you come to that decision to move as a collective and 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 what does that phrase mean yeah ptp came about in 2009 so it's been over a decade of doing doing the do doing the do essentially you know it was meant i don't know i it was always meant to be some form of like platform and and also like a subverting of the traditional style of platforming like we grew up in i feel like we grew up in an era where things like record labels were sort of deemed some sort of goal 
like a spatial goal, like, oh, we got to get signed or whatever. And I was always amongst people who were sort of counterculture to that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, we all moved and recognized that we were like counterculture to that as like we were coming up, you know, and, and like our like older siblings, so to speak, were like in punk bands or like skating or, you know, pressing up their own records, going to the studio, at, make, building studios at home, recording like, you know, or mixtapes, et cetera. That's where I got in with it. You know, 95, I started making mixed, I got like saved up enough bread to like get turntables, started DJing. And, and that was my first like hustle, I guess you could say even. But, you know, it's all so... Someone was like just seeing me. I was just like it started as a blog, basically. It's like a blog site thing. It's purpletapedigree.blogsite.com or whatever. And but always had the intention to sort of bring like-minded, quote unquote, like-minded people, people who are into like story, people who are into like archive and whatnot. And <clears throat> obviously like pushing, pushing sonics and 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 form forward in some whatever forward means. But like, you know challenging like the status quo i guess and then introducing them to new things new music new media so to speak so by like 2011 we had gotten on the radio we should not have ever done that and it was me, me and my man note ptp he was the first one that i threw down with ptp and then um helped a lot with the visual side with the postings and just yeah every kind of everything it was like my right hand and then the collective started growing from there and by 2012 we started like the record label aspect came out came to be so put out two releases in 2012 and by 2015 i want to say maybe 14 i think 15 it was we were putting out like physical product like vinyl almost i think i, I think i did i did a piece of wax every month for, for a year like a release every month with a physical like on on vinyl I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I had a day job, thankfully. So it was like a lot of losses that I was, I was, I was sort of living with. It was, I was able to kind of bounce back from thankfully because of that. Uh, I was able to say no after like, I learned that then after I was like, Oh, I'm able to say no to things too, because I have this, like, I have the money coming in elsewhere, you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? That's a security blanket. So, you know, from, I'd say like, honestly, like a big turning point probably was like the 2015, 20, 2016, 17 for PTP. That's when the collective started to like grow and, and, and shift into, I think what now we kind of see and what we have seen or what people have seen as PTP in, in its current state. 2020 came about and it was like, you know, we're in quarantine, things are different. I'm just like, all right, like, how can I further... Like this things need to change again. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm like, all right, well, how can I further shift and, you know, flip this thing into something that subverts that traditional, that traditional model again, a platform. And it's just like, well, artists are now, creators are now releasing their own stuff on their own platforms, right? On Bandcamp, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just like, all right, you can do your thing independently. I'm not signing anybody first and foremost. Uh, and secondly, I'll help you with the physical side of that. I'll help you with the physical media side of that. And I'll also help you with PR and whatnot, because I've made the mistake of running through and spending thousands of dollars on like one PR campaign for like one release. And it's just like, you know, this is where counter industrial comes in. 
the industry like is full of gaffles is what we as what we would call it it's basically like you know i'm like bro like i'm paying you how much to send a couple emails like fam like if we just do this for long enough we can get this down ourselves and like we can get the you know the connects to people and whatnot like someone knows someone you know what i'm saying so you know i'm not here to be networking i'm not I never had a bluetooth earpiece in my ear or whatever but like you know i'm not that person i never will be that person but you know counter-industrial like we we stand the industry wasn't made for us wasn't made for our survival wasn't made for people to like live past 50 in some in a lot of cases unfortunately so you know we stand uh, opposite to that weaponized media weaponized comes in because i feel like we we at the point of me coming coming through with that i was just like one i love rem lz the writer creator the great rem lz he had this theory about like weaponizing like letters and creating letters as like pieces of armor and pieces and and also like actual weapons like an arrow like you know from the graffiti from the graph writing world and whatnot just like an arrow can mean can turn into like a gun or a spear or something and this is all weapons against the oppressor so i was like i rock with that like you know weaponizing just like other other terms gets like a very binary bad or negative kind of connotation tacked onto it but at the end of the day one we're not trying to live like that we're not just numbers you know ones and zeros and and i feel like we do need there there does need to be some sort of like how do i say there does need to be some sort of pushback and like you know we can't just be like, like on the defense all the time or whatever so because we're always constantly we're constantly being you know bombarded with with violence with violences you know psychically you know what i mean like all all types of levels spiritual you know what i mean hopefully not physical hopefully not anything else you know what i mean but like it's bad enough that we we have to live on these or, or are, are told that we have to live on these platforms like social media and whatnot that are like owned by like these devils like meta you know what i'm saying like yes and and put our music on streaming and you know it's like i don't i'm not gonna knock you for doing that i do it too but like at the same at the same time like you know where is our narrative what like what are we actually doing here mm. uh, all that to say 2020 was it 2020 i believe yeah 2020 june of 2020 I put out, we put out, because it was Rena and I, we put out Rena's first cassette release, right? A Space yeah. for Sound. Yeah. That that Sound Bath mixtape, part one. And I think sold out like, I think what, that day, if not that weekend. You know what I mean? So that was, that was cool too. But I've known Rena for a few years prior to that. And it was just a really wonderful way to kind of like celebrate our kinship in you know collaborating on that level like on a creative and like making a thing together so yeah and arena you can yeah absolutely fill in the blanks on all the history and whatnot i've gone on to <laughs> the you put the timeline together and it was that 2017 when the collective started coming together that that you and i met through non actually with chino and um and i met josh as well and it was from that Red Bull, there was this recording session that we were in with Red Bull at Red Bull Studios that that's where we like came together and we had a meal and it was just a ridiculous session of me doing really random accents in a booth and saying really wild things. 
but it was the coming together and like eating together and just chopping it up that that's when I was like oh these are people that like I'm connected with you know what I mean and then gang had come to a show that I did as part of lady fest over at the tank and yeah that was like the first time where you know it's really important I think when you're making things to invite people so that they know what you're doing because otherwise you won't find your people and so I remember gang came to that and a few other folks that we had all just kind of met like around that time because I we had been in Berlin I've been in Berlin with another collective and then we came back so it was like meeting new people I was like oh this is so cool because I had been in grad school and finished and that was oh my gosh now am I getting my dates mixed up maybe it was 2019 that was 2019 no it's not 2019 let me stop myself (laughs) (laughs) baby that was 2013 2015 I had a little low there you know when you've been 2017 is right let's go with the let's go with the original dates but anyway so it was like a getting into the world because it is a, a weird thing you know after you come out of an institution to then find your footing of like where of where you'd like to be do you want to be in the world of corporate do you want to be in the world of what is nonprofit, which is also sometimes still corporate do you want to find these you know other sides of of creation which can lead you to collectives to lead you to the independent to to the grassroots so it's it's figuring out where you kind of where where your place is in the world and so that was definitely a moment for me finding my footing and I guess it probably was like around the Saturn return type of you know coming out of that as well and and really thinking like okay how am I now uh, showing up in the world like who am I <laughs> after all this education again because that was my third degree which is crazy yeah. um and so I yeah when I met these folks and I was like I met gang I was like oh shoot this is so cool that was also around the time that I met Jonathan's Jonathan Gonzalez another like close friend of ours and collaborator that we both collaborated with and it's so interesting like I've met all of these folks around this time and now we have carried on in different uh, mediums, different spaces, different places, continuing to, you know, join together to support each other, to just be there and be creating with each other. So the Sound Math mixtape definitely for me was like a really pivotal point because we're all trying to figure out what can we do during this time of quarantine, during a pandemic, during a time of like expansive and immense grief and misinformation, but also a time of quiet and quietude, right? So it definitely was very important to me. And we used the physical release to raise funds for the for the girls fund for gender affirming services and you know, doctors' appointments, just support for trans folks out there, black trans folks. And that was that was something that, you know, I was very happy that we were able to do that. And we're like, okay, we're gonna donate all the funds that from the physical releases to them. And, and support and then the digital sales, you know, that I would keep. And so, yeah, it was really also, I had been doing the sound baths on Instagram live and was like, where do these go? And so it was beautiful to be able to take those recordings and to create these, this mixtape part one and part two is coming. Part two is coming, but you know, <laughs> that was definitely the first iteration. Definitely. I think it was also a launching point for me because then I was able to, Revenge contacted me and asked if I wanted to put out an album with them, which I did, which is my second release. And it was my second cassette tape release. So 
you know, PTP is like the the founding, the founding and the family. Yes, exactly. So that, you know, it's another record label, which is also independent. And uh, I appreciated them coming to me because the fact that they knew that PTP had put out my, 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 my piece and, and gang and I had worked on, you know, getting this together. It's also, they're also, I, I consider them like also another caring label that I, that cares about people as well. So I was, it, it made sense for them for that to happen. And so I appreciated that, like, oh, they understand what I'm trying to do, you know, so that partnership with them was very, was a very positive experience because I know working in the industries of music, which I try to stay very far away from, I do, I don't, I'm not, I don't consider myself a scene person at all. So I'm not really plugged into like the chaos of things. Also just the ways that people work, it's capitalism. People act wild out here. And I didn't want to have an unsavory experience and I haven't, and I'm very thankful for that. And I think it definitely is because of the fact that we are part of these collectives where we care for each other mm. and, and PTP is definitely a testament to that. Like we hold each other accountable. Gang and I have had many conversations, many discussions where it's like, Hey, what, what are you doing over here? Like just checking in. Like I've sometimes got a message like, you know, we'll sometimes be on these mixed bills with other folks. <laughs> I get a DM, hey, what, what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's not only you that's a little confused about <laughs> this this happening as well. You know what I mean? And sometimes we'll just, we have our little discussions, but it's really important, yeah. you know, to, and we had, you know, we've had discussions about many things, like things that have popped up at different times and just like, trying to see what wavelengths each other is on and just, you know, check in, check in, see how things are going. And so I, I really appreciate gang. I appreciate PTP, but yeah, we have this ongoing thing. It, it, really, it really is a, you know, a kinship that we have that that is continued and I'm thankful for it because we do check in just to be like, Hey, Hey bro, you know what you're doing over there? Cause it's looking a little, <laughs> it's looking a little dodgy. <laughs> just, just, just checking on you, just making sure you're not glassed over, you know, looking at glossy looking eyes, you know? So. Yeah. Well, no, you're tapping into exactly what I, I want to know more about because, you know, you hear the term record label and I personally automatically think hierarchical system, right? There's an executive director, there's a managing director, there's going to be a account handled, whatever, like, like just those, you know, corporate capitalist hierarchical structures. And so it sounds like that doesn't exist with PTP or like how does power work differently with PTP, if if at all? Like, I know it seems like there's check-ins. I'm hearing there's lots of check-ins, but also what do those roles look like? How How is it handled differently? Like, what can someone expect differently from PTP than your standard record label? Uh, I was just laughing because I was like, if anyone were to ever... Anyone were to ever, ever check in and like be like, oh, like, you know, people like come through and expect something that resembles some sort of like, in, yeah, once again, like industrial or like corporate industrial structure, like, bro, that is not what's going on over here. Like, I don't have the time <laughs> for that. I don't have the the people like that. I really can put that on you know what i'm saying like or whatever like it's, it's not like that i don't we don't have any, no one even has contracts like that's mm. the shit. you know what i'm saying like if i can't rock with you if i can't eat like eat eat multiple meals with you then like why are we even working 
Mm. Like, because not like the thing that the thing that we're trying to get away from is, I think, like the transactional relationship that, you know, this like thing that is fueled by whatever, you know, some form of capital. Right. Like whether that be like, you know, obviously like monies or like hype, clout, whatever, these false economies. Right. Um, so yeah, I just I I just started giggling like uncontrollably because I'm just like mm. there's there's no exact I mean I put it like this like the way like sure like PTP is like I'm over here on the mountain the 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 lone Jedi whatever whatever on to certain degrees and like people are like very much welcome to come see me on the mountain like it's fine like I'm not like I make it I make my my doors are open. My cave is open. All right. It's cool. There's no door on that shit. There's no lock on that joint. But and you know, the folks have my address. It's cool. They got the they they have the express express train to to my uh, to my to my door, right? So basically like communication is open and I, I want I refer to it intentionally as like collaboration versus like, you know, it's not an artist being signed. It's not like the newest, you know, the newest to our roster. Like it's it's like fam, like. I just I'm so tired of that. It's it's boring. I've had in this industry, you know, a lot of this was also fueled by like my like past industry experience or whatever, where like in 2005 as a producer, I like had a couple I'd sold a beat and and it got like placement on an album. I got a pretty all right, like a lofty check from it. You know what I'm saying? Lofty enough, like as far as like comparatively to comparatively to like what we're getting paid now and, and like what I see people, produ- you know, selling beats for now. You know what I'm saying? But it was a crazy process. Like it was a wild process. It took like nine months for me to get that bread. And, you know, I had to pay out a lawyer. I had to pay out a middle person, you know, a manager, so to speak, someone who managed that transaction. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, Okay, well, I might as well just take the rest of this money and invest it in weed, like, and just like get get get, get on the street and like do this shit, cause like that's how it's like to me. That was a revolutionary like move. Like, I'm just like fuck it. Like, I don't want to just be like, I never want to have all my eggs in one basket. So like, if I'm gonna find a means to to getting to getting to it, it's gonna be multiple avenues. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I was just like, all right, well. I'll put this in the street and also go to the job and have both my phones out on me lunch break get a little extra bread and no pun intended but also pun intended like it's fine you know what i'm saying like so that's what i approach ptp with i'm just like all this you know all this is like we're all in we're all having the conversation like if if, if rena is talking about the second mixtape you know, there's not like this paper, extensive paperwork or whatever. Like, we're literally just like, all right, you want to put it out when you want to put it out. Da, da, da. Like, what is your vision? Like, I ask you, what's your vision for this? You know what I'm saying? There's no, I do the accounting. So, like, if Reno was like, yo, like, so is there any bread? Like, has there been any sales? I'm just like, all right, let me check on that. And I give you all the, I try to be as transparent as possible too. And also fair with the pay too. Like, for certain, for certain things, I've agreed on like numbers on, you know, splits people talk about splits right you know standard major label splits are terrible the like and then the standard indie label split was like 50 50 label artists i get that but here it's generally 70 30 in the artist's favor because it's like that's your work you know what i'm saying i'm just over here like i'm you know i'm assisting in in that you know unless unless there's something else that i've been doing like if i'm 
and we could talk about that. Everything is very fluid. I'm not trying to, mm. you know, there's not like a single template other than just like checking in again, you know? So I hope that answered the question. I know, I know, yeah. I know the whole, whole journey there, but. Yeah, I, that answers it for me. I mean, it sounds like transparency, access, conversation, access, fluidity, yeah. that's all. And, and, the, and like a lack of ownership, the lack of transactional relational experiences is is what I'm picking up. And as an mm -hmm. artist, Rina, do you do you, do you see any like you are there any other differences that you can add to that in terms of like as the artist experience dealing with a record label, as it were? I just think that the transparency is something that's very welcomed. You know, um, I definitely have heard about other people's experiences with record labels, with execs, you know, even with A&R coming from, yeah, different folks, family even. And it's not always the most straightforward thing. And when you are creating something that is of you and you have, you know, making things is not easy, I would say, you know, we, you, and some of us, you know, you have an intention behind it. And so you wanna make sure that it's being handled are being being thought of or even considered in a way that is in line with what you have also set out to do. So I think for me, that's been the most important thing. And I will say the person that gave me the idea to do a mixtape was Elucid. So because we had been chatting about trying to like, oh, trying to figure out how I could get my tank drums onto something that he was doing. But he was like, yo, you should do like a mixtape. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Cause I've always been doing mixtapes. Like, I mean, one of my first shows that I did, um, cause also DJing was also my entry into sound as well, just like game. And, you know, started out with the turntables. <laughs> Technically they were my brothers, but <laughs> I was on them. He would, he didn't know. But I was in there on those turntables. I also was the one who made him buy them because I knew my parents wouldn't buy them for me. So I was like, hey, just let's let's get these turntables. And we only had two records because we were poor children. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> with no jobs. I don't even know why we thought it was sustainable. Uh, but I made a whole plan. I was like, yeah, we're going we gonna to spend the little Nigerian parties. Ah, ah, ah. With two records, baby, that's impossible. So I was really into making mixtapes which I made on CDs because those were affordable. So my mm. brother, yes, I am putting him on blast. I was making his uh, mixtapes, the CD mixes, and he was DJing them and getting the credit, but it was me who was doing wild time. So coming from that, this all was connected, I swear. Coming from that, it's all about like, who's going to handle the thing that you've made and not try to take ownership over it and say it's theirs. Right. You saw right. the traumas coming up from childhood, but <laughs> we carry it over, baby. So yes. the whole thing is, I think that's the most important thing, you know, when you're working in, in any medium and, and sound is one of the, the mediums that I work with. So being able to, especially at that time, give people something because most of even Gang and I, we had been doing things that were like live performances or transmissions, right? So we had done things uh, with Montez Press Radio as part of PTP. We had, yeah, mostly th those were like the transmissions we were doing, these transmissions and in-person performances. And, you know, this is a time where it's like, hey, we can't be in the studio anymore. So how can I be able to give people this mode of comfort and support with the, the things that they are sitting with? 
in the form of these sound baths for relaxation that I, I was working on and make a mixtape because I feel like that is the medium that I most most understand. And I think that that like the fact that we could sit down and talk about the artwork and it wasn't, you know, there's different processes that I'm not taking anything away from the ways that other record labels and 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 spaces work. But it, there is something very empowering when you can, you know, be part of the process of, say, your artwork and be part of the process of the editing of things and the the mastering and mixing of things. It, it gives you a different type of inclusivity into the process of making the thing because often you know you just send your thing off and then you don't know what's really going to happen to it but yeah like we collaboratively made the artwork because I I had made the image um, from some things that I'd worked with some collage work that I've done before and then ganked all the lettering and everything and and then the whole setup for the physical like I didn't know how to do that so I was really happy that somebody was like hey, you let's make a tape. And I was like, yeah, I want to make a tape. Like, okay, I'll help you do all this stuff. And so then, of course, the fees, and that was the thing that we discussed, like his fees were covered from like, let, we'll recover the fees for all of that, you know, to compensate for the labor and whatnot and, the, you know, the materials. And then after that, then I would get to keep everything So from the digital. So I really appreciated that. It was like, it was very fair, especially at a time when it was very financially fraught. Like you just really didn't know what was going to, happen um for anybody so you know that to me was very um yeah that was very thoughtful uh thing and just us being able to set up the donations as well which is not typical for you know especially at that time it's like how can we support others like with with our mutual aid like what because that was a continuation of the practice that i had already been involved in so um, yeah yeah no i love it i mean y'all are y'all are really about it and that's it's really lovely to hear it especially in an industry that is so not about access and transparency and true collaboration, you know, because even, even in theater, also not an industry, when you think about it as an institution, as it is not, it is very hierarchical and very transactional and got to get that contract signed and, you know, all of the things y'all mentioned. And, you know, with Flux, you know, we work as a collective. It's it, what, 11 CPs now, is it, Corinna? We are, we are back to 12. We're back to 12. Yes. All right. 12 CPs, people. CPs meaning creative partner. And, you, you know, at Flux, we work towards having non-hierarchical collaborations, right? We, we, we prioritize consent in all of the processes, right? All of the decision-making processes. So for Flux, consent is like a spectrum. It can be anything from an enthusiastic yes to I won't stand in the way of this decision, right? And that consent, we like to keep in a healthy relationship to agency where an individual collaborator can be fully empowered to take risks and make decisions and act on them, you know, with the consent of the collective, right? So like gang, at one point you said, you know, Rena came to me was like, I want, I have an idea. Like, um, how does, how does that kind of relationship between consent and agency work at PTP? Is it, you know, is it as straight up as I have an idea, I want to make it happen and we find ways to make that happen? Or like, is there a process that y'all go, that y'all use to go about making decisions inside of a collective? What does that look like for y'all? I think, I mean, I think more so the, the, the former, you know, you have a vision and you're 
someone who, who like you know there's people who send demos all the time right and i'm just right. like bro i don't have i'm this is going straight to the delete this is going to the trash like i cannot because it, it they're obviously like oh well uh, it no like you you don't know you don't know me you don't know the situation over here like obviously by the way like you know it's a lot of like folks in europe and i'm like bro like there's so much so much like infrastructure and other labels that could support you there like i understand and i i, I appreciate like the love that you're showing ptp like or whatever but also like uh, I don't really know if that's real or not. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's a transaction waiting to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, I don't know you from anywhere. Therefore, like, I don't, I, that's a boundary I have. Mm. Like me doing work with folks that I don't fully believe in <clears throat> personally doesn't yield something that I am happy with mm. because like, I know that relationship isn't like creative relationship or partnership is not one thousand percent on me like my own integrity or in my own vision or belief or whatever you know what i'm saying so i'm just like but you know on the flip side and then, you know and, and no amount of money can change that that's my point like i've done work for friends of friends or whatever like you know i'll do visual design or like i'll engineer something whatever you generally visual design is more 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 touchy with that kind of stuff so like the visual design stuff i'll do something like a flyer or something or a po poster or whatever you know and you could have paid me 400 more dollars five you could have paid me a thousand more dollars i still would not have come up with anything better you know because like i wasn't believing in the thing like i didn't want to hear your music you know what i'm saying <laughs> based on like what i was seeing on paper i'm just like this is mm, <laughs> this is a favor and like, we only have but so many favors we can give out, you know what I'm saying? We can really do. So I'm not interested in that type of work. I'm interested in like building with the people who, you know, I know who I like have accepted in my, like in, in, in like literally like my life and existence and like folks that I know, like I, the folks I could trust first and foremost. So I know you're not going to come through with some fugazi madness or whatever. And it's just going to be like, yo, like, nah, we're not doing that. And like, if you do come with then we can have that conversation and it'll be fine you know what i'm saying like it's not going to be like oh you i i, I we, we got beef now da, 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 like because you don't agree with me like bro like we don't have to always agree with each other we can you know what i'm saying like rena and i have you know i've said some wild shit to rena before not like to her but about some aspects of life and she's like all right well like <laughs> you know and it's it's fun it's cool you know what i mean uh, so my point is if rena comes up to me and is just like hey i have this idea i'm all ears and and it is it is about like all right look how can we make that happen because i want to make that happen i want to make like that's the point of having a platform right like you want to like whatever resources i have and i've acquired through platforming in this regard and i'm also an artist myself so it's like you know course yeah it's it's all these spinning worlds and i'm just like all right like i could tap in here i could tap in here yada 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 and like we could put this all we could funnel all this into like making this thing have an effective splash or whatever or or just making it you know the the thing that we we envision it to be mm. so that's a conversation it's just like i think so all right so to answer the question more more directly i think consent is always you know we got to honor the check-in you know what I mean? So like, if I'm going to do a change to something, I'm going to check in with Rena. I'm not going to just put it out. 
as is like oh here's the here's the art completely different colors reversed you know i, I put a an emoji on it or some craziness nah i'm good and then you know get that confirmation and, and hopefully some affirmation and then we, we we move from there we bust moves and then you know agency it's like i'm not here to like police you i'm not here to like tell you how to do your art or or even you know i'm not whatever you do i believe in it and again there can be a conversation if 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 that differs if there's some sort of like need for that but that's it's it's open you know what i'm saying so <laughs> yeah it's crazy because it's not crazy it's oh it's actually like to the point of the work we hear but like every episode that we've recorded thus far i believe the word trust has come up in each episode about what it means to work collectively that it that that trust is like a vital part of that yeah, so listening to the two of you talk has gotten me really excited to ask you a question that we don't always ask in this piece. And so, you know, Lori talked about one of Flux's core values, consent and agency, but another one is aesthetic of liberation. And basically, that is framed as every artistic choice that we make, we try to help each other become more free. And then the idea is that the folks who receive that work that we make together, that it's also freeing for them as well. And it's a really great like way to frame decisions because <laughs> it's like, this does not make me feel more free. We, will, we, we won't do it, you know? And the beauty of that is not only does it make the process like healthier and more fun and the work stronger, is that I feel like there are times where we're working on something and I feel it. You know, I feel like this, like, you know, whether you use like the language of the beloved community or not, right? Maybe that doesn't work for you, but this idea of like freedom being very present in the room. And it's like <laughs> the greatest feeling, you know? And like, then it goes away because we're surrounded by, we're surrounded. But like, you know, with intention, you keep doing it. And like that flicker lasts a little bit longer, you know? And so I would love to hear both of you, like, do any kind of storytelling you want to do about the art that you're making now or have made recently that you feel is like making that experience happen? I'd love for you both to do some storytelling around that. Gotten the go ahead to start, I guess. Yeah, storytelling. I think that specifically with the, I, I think this is because of the type of work that I make or like my artistic process. It is really important to feel this this quote unquote sense of freedom that you've alluded to and spoken of, because you know, and I've gotten many. I want to say signs, I guess, from spirit, from the ancestors, from the universe, from God, if you will. Like when I'm not doing something in alignment, when I'm fucking up. And that can come in the form of a physical intrusion that can come in the form of a friend that can come in the form of, yeah, just like a dream. More recently, I had three instances, I would say, with water because I work, I have been working very closely with water for a number of years in my practice. Uh, my practice really centers around creating activations for folks to get back in touch or to stay in touch or to 
kind of reactivate their connections with nature uh, through their spirituality, their traditional healing practices and their mental health care and self-care. So as a result of that, you know, when I have been maybe not coming to the work with the intention that I should be, unfortunately, I've gotten injured. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's happened. It's crazy too, because I've gotten, I've gotten snatched up. I'm not joking by the ocean three times because I was not doing things properly mm. or I was being very casual about this practice. Mm. It happened in Hawaii. It happened and I got gashed in the foot. Then it happened in Turks and Caicos and the ocean literally grabbed me and my sister ran like she was on Baywatch. And I don't know if anybody, if you've seen my sister, she's not bigger than me. And this heifer came out running like she was like, it, you know, uh, <laughs> the lifeguard of the season. Like it was crazy. And she's very skinny. And I was like, dang, grab my arm map. But thank God she did. But like the ocean. <laughs> snatched me up the, the and I tell you the whole trip it was calm we took a little sistercation and all of a sudden the ocean that last day snatched me up because I was trying to do too much and that was also showing up in my life then the last time was when I was in Brazil I was in Bahia and I stepped on a sea urchin why would that happen as I was coming out of the water like was not intending to get back in it changed the whole trajectory of the trip and I say all this because when that happened, I then had to go to, thank goodness, there was a ceremony for Yamaya Imanja, right, who is the protector, who is Orisha for for the, the waterways of the ocean. And I and I made an offering there. And that from that, I really was, huh, I was like, I'm listening. Huh, I hear you. <laughs> some, some of us learn slow. Okay. Some of us learn slow. I am a very curious person. Sometimes the curiosity is unnecessary. And I have only learned this. I don't know why it took me so long. Sometimes you don't need to satisfy every curiosity that you have in, in an actual doing. You could may, maybe you could, you know, gameplay it in your head. And that's enough. Some of us like to keep putting our hand in the fire or putting our foot in the ocean and don't do it, baby. You, you already know you're not supposed to be doing it. And so for me, that has been a very, very visceral, uh, I guess, a response to the work that I'm creating. So with all that being said, you know, when I do create something that I'm releasing for others, it is, it is really important that whoever I'm doing this with, whoever I'm, I'm in community with, that I'm able to talk to them about these things and they understand or they don't understand. And then we come to an understanding of what it is that I'm trying to do, what it is that we're trying to do, what we're trying to put out in the universe and the ways that we show up in the world. What are, how are we showing up for others? Do we have places where we are held accountable, <laughs> whether it is literally getting snatched up by nature, which is very scary. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, okay, I understand. <laughs> so I can't, I can't be entering, talking about I'm, I'm communing with water and then you out here doing, you know, some, you know, some little, little like pitter patter. It's like, yeah, if you're going to come to the work, come to the work. You know what I mean? You could do something else. We, we could all do something else. I talked to some, to a class. I think this, this had come up actually somebody, we were talking about it and this was before I was, I had done a guest teaching, but you know, we're talking about different things of like, hey, would you be doing this? Like, there are so many other things that you could do. 
if you if you are involving yourself or getting deep into a creative process or a practice, like you're committing yourself to something the way that we commit ourselves to many things. And honestly, if it, it was not in me to do this and I felt like I was being called to this or this was my 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 calling in life to create and to give people things, but to make things for folks. You know, we all have different callings and reasons in which we make works, but mine definitely is that I'm making something for people to feel better with, right? I'm trying to give you something that you can improve your quality of life with because we are given so many things that don't improve the quality of our lives, right? We are we are constantly, like Gang brought up earlier, we're constantly bombarded with things that actually decrease the quality of our lives. You know, whether they're discreetly or or, or just a very, very blatant. We are, we are constantly being bombarded with many types of violence on a regular basis. And, and sometimes, you know, this is, this psychic sometimes this is spiritual this is physical or just you know our, our just general well-being is not being considered and cared for especially at this time that we are all living in this this world and in society at this moment so what are the things that I can give people so that they feel empowered so they don't feel downtrodden and, and like they don't have things to live for because we all do have the the power and the ability to heal ourselves or to be given tools of healing and we should not be prevented from accessing those things because those are things that were that our ancestors are, have been passing down to us. And uh, unfortunately, the ways in which the systems that we are currently working within, they have blocked off a lot of those pathways. So how can I reopen those pathways for folks? So those are things that I'm constantly thinking about. But if you're doing those types of things, you have to come with intention. You can't be coming with some bullshit because nature will literally snatch you up. Mm. <laughs> mm. Okay, so that. I hope that doesn't happen to anybody else, but good Lord. Good, no, God damn. That, that is really the, the work. Oh my gosh. Oh, I, sorry. No, uh, no. That's, that's the work. No you know, that's the beauty of, of working as a collective is that it, it it makes space for one to be spiritually aligned with what it is yes. that they're doing. And that's what I'm hearing from you. That's what I'm hearing from Gang when he says, you know, it's not just anybody who can roll up in here, right? It's about can we break bread together? Can we can we share space? Are we spiritually aligned? And that is vital to this work, my friends. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful story. We are at time this evening, but I would love, love, love to thank Gang and Rena from PTP for talking with us about how they share power. For those listening, where can we find more about you all? Online, internet, where can we find more about PTP? Yes, thank you, thank you for having us. It's been it's been a, it's been a fun fun you know fun exchange, fun sharing. PTP is PTP exists. If you can, if you just type in ptp.vision, I believe you'll get taken to a website. But sometimes it might be there might be some compatibility issues because the internet is strange and updates itself and whatever. So you can always type in PTP Bandcamp on google or purple tape pedigree.bandcamp.com that's where a lot of the work exists not all of it but a lot of it does exist there and then separately on instagram or you know social media i'd say follow i'd say my personal honestly is more informative and like more up to date than me going over to the ptp account and frequently i'm not doing that i hate posting <laughs> on social media anyway like i hate the whole process it's just like it's a time suck for me and like energy sucks so i'm just like i right. So obviously I'm not even going to go into it, but like, usually I save something 
funny or fun for the last post of my slide like you know the 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 occasional shit post so to speak is uh is present <laughs> so gang grizzly g-e-n-g-g-r-i-z-z-l-y you know uh and also purposeide on twitter if you want to <laughs> if you want to be you know in the way of my thoughts and you know links 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 work better on twitter so like you can click a hot link on twitter so that's that's what's cool look out for you know the band camp fridays and things of that nature i believe you know the next one is about to be on us and yeah that's 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 it king vision ultra i i i play music I, I make music i play music as king vision ultra and i'm also in a in a duo in a duo with dream crusher our, our beloved kindred you know i mean our beloved sibling dream crusher and we we go by centennial gardens and we're playing tonight but we're, we're playing a show in may late may some other things so we're out here i can be found on all the little platforms as a space for sound that's a space for sound i am on instagram twitter facebook i'm just rena nakwe and also i mean honestly the Things that I'm most active on are as DJ Lady Lane, because I do have my DJing practice. And so DJ Lady Lane is also on Twitter, Instagram, Bandcamp. You will find me at a spaceforsound.bandcamp.com. But I will be honest with you, I have disengaged from my social media because I'm not able to, able to, so I'm not very present on there. So the best place really is to go to my website, which is a spaceforsound.com where you can always drop a line, see what's going on. But yeah, I'm not really active on these social medias right now because it's just not really working for me and I can't take in all the stimuli. But I appreciate all of you and I do pop in sometimes. I am very slow at answering DMs. So always hit the emails, but yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Y'all check them out. And we also want to thank you one last time, PTP, for sharing with us how y'all share power. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please give us a like and subscribe to our podcast or leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. It helps more people find our content. Thanks again. And we will see y'all soon on the next episode of Sharing Power. 